It's Tuesday, April 26, 2016. The Soviet version is this. One of the atomic reactors at the Chernobyl atomic power plant near the city of Kiev was damaged. And there is speculation in Moscow that people were injured and may have died. 30 years since the world's worst nuclear accident, new efforts to contain it. The United States looks forward to formally joining this agreement this year. Record number of nations signed the Paris Climate Agreement on Earth Day. Plus... We can make an aeroplane with an unlimited endurance. An aeroplane that can fly forever. Solar-powered plane goes halfway around the world. All of those world records and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Coal has diminished as fracking has increased. People need their lights on. People also don't want their bills to go up, and that hurts poor people as well. Did you ever notice how right-wingers only seem to give a damn about poor people when you take their coal away? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, a lot of big world record news uh, in today's Green News Report, it sounds like. (laughs) Yep, it certainly is. First up, this week marks the 30th anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, the worst nuclear disaster in world history. Which one is the best nuclear disaster? On April 26th, 1986, human error plus a flawed reactor design led to an explosion and a nuclear core meltdown at the nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, Ukraine. Officially, 31 people died from radiation poisoning. In the depth of the Cold War between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, the news was greeted with suspicion. Here's ABC News anchor Peter Jennings two days after the accident. Soviets may have been fairly quick to acknowledge the accident because evidence in the form of mild nuclear radiation had already reached beyond the Soviet borders to Scandinavia. The region is still uninhabitable due to radiation. Fast forward to today, new construction is underway to replace the current deteriorating containment structure with a truly massive new dome to seal the damaged nuclear reactor and its radioactive fuel for 100 years. Of course, the site will require human monitoring for 3,000 years. And of course, we still have people, respected scientists today, who are calling for nuclear energy to replace fossil fuels. The 30th anniversary of Chernobyl is a good reminder, and I ain't convinced. One good outcome, scientists say that within the uninhabited Chernobyl exclusion zone, wildlife populations like bears, birds, and wolves are flourishing in the absence of humans. Yeah, but many of them have two heads and they glow in the dark. (laughs) Well, one scientist told National Geographic that that means that human populations have a bigger negative impact on animals than radiation. Meanwhile, 175 countries signed the Paris Climate Deal in New York City on Earth Day. That's a record for any United Nations agreement. All member nations unanimously agreed to cut global greenhouse gas emissions to keep global temperatures from rising more than 2 degrees Celsius. At the signing ceremony, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said, now the hard work really begins. The new energy future, the efficiencies, the alternative resources, the clean options... None of what we have to achieve is beyond our capacity technologically. The only question 
is whether it is beyond our collective resolve. The Paris Agreement takes effect when 55 countries representing 55 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions formally join it. The world's two biggest emitters, the U.S. and China, both have pledged to do so by the end of the year. President Obama will use existing executive authority, already commonly used in foreign agreements, to avoid triggering Senate review. But that won't avoid a uh, congressional lawsuit, I suspect, the way that they have filed suits against his executive actions. I suppose that could still be in the offing even for this Paris uh, climate agreement. Oh, no doubt. But do note that current emissions pledges are not enough to make the two degrees Celsius target, but the Paris Agreement establishes the framework for moving forward. Meanwhile, in conjunction with the U.N. signing ceremony, the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund have launched an initiative to develop a global price on carbon to require polluters to pay for their pollution and impact on the climate. That would be known as a carbon tax. Or even cap and trade. But the big deal is it would be global. Finally, the world's first 100% solar-powered airplane, the Solar Impulse 2, has resumed its historic round-the-world voyage, safely landing in San Francisco on Saturday after a three-day non-stop flight across the Pacific Ocean from Hawaii, powered only by the sun, including at night. According to pilot Bertrand Picard, the demonstration flight is just the beginning. Now it's a new era. Freedom is about being independent from fossil energy. The Wright brothers, they had no technology to transport passengers when they started. And some people were saying it's useless. And nevertheless, 66 years later, there were two men on the moon and airliners everywhere around the world. The Solar Impulse 2 travels next to Phoenix and then New York City. The pilot of the Solar Impulse 2 is named Captain Picard. Yes, he is. For much more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Green News Report. 